0: or Thursday, February 24th. I'm your host, Doug Reed. You can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed three, four. That's R E I D three, four. And as usual, this is a sports ethos presentation. You can check us out at sportsethos.com. You can go to our site, see some of the insight we have, some of the packages we offer from uh, sports wagering to DFS to fantasy basketball, some great um, packages, some great information there. Before I get going. Uh, I do want to recommend a couple other fantasy or pardon me, um, Twitter handles to follow us at uh, here at Ethos. One is Ethos Wagering, you will get uh, updates throughout the day, thoughts, comments, uh, free picks when we put them out, and it's kind of a little bit of everything as far as wagering throughout the day and a great source of information. Also, if you're a fantasy basketball fan, as I am, our Ethos Fantasy BK. Is a fantastic site, single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed you will find. Get all your NBA news in one quick feed, faster than the competition, and provides more analysis too. Again, that's Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Um, not a lot to review recently, so let's just get right into the boards as we get back to the NBA after their uh, week off in the All-Star break. We've got seven games tonight. There's a few more, or a couple of them on uh, a few that I like. We'll wait and see how the lines close. Uh, We start with Cleveland traveling to Detroit. Uh, The Cavaliers are six-point favorites at the Pistons, total of 209. Uh, Cleveland has Garland and Levert out, and Markkanen is probable. I definitely like Cleveland here, Um, although Detroit is healthy and at home. It's going to be a little bit of a tougher competitor. I'm not really willing to lay the six points. I'm not on this game. If this was Cleveland minus three, three and a half, I'd be more inclined to take the Cavs. Um, but at six points, probably going to stay away from this one. The next one is Boston at Brooklyn. Now, this move, line has moved a ton. Boston is minus nine. Total 214 and a half. Boston's been playing great. Boston is healthy. Brooklyn has actually been doing all right. But all of their, their stars are out. KD's out. It's a home game, so Kyrie Irving can't play. Uh, ben Simmons, which I can't figure. The guy has sat out all year long, got traded, what, two weeks ago now? I think two weeks ago today was a trade deadline, and he's not ready to play. So I'm not really sure what he was doing for the last four months, sitting around eating burgers, uh, but clearly not in game shape yet, which just shocks me that the guy gets traded in such a monster trade and he hasn't even um, played. Nonetheless, he is not there. So I think you could have found this game at Boston minus two or three last night when it first came out. I know this morning it was about minus six, six and a half, shot up to minus nine. Uh, I think the Celtics win. I think the Celtics win easy. But like I said, Brooklyn, um, they've got a lot of veterans there and they managed to stay in a few games since the trade deadline with a depleted lineup. So too much delay uh, for me at nine points. Uh, The first game that I am on is Atlanta travels to Chicago. The uh, Bulls are three-point favorites, totals 240 and a half. I'm actually on the Bulls here. My model's got the Bulls favored by about four and a half. Uh, They are missing Lonzo Ball. Caruso's still out, but Zach Levine is back. Uh, Atlanta has Collins listed as doubtful, otherwise fairly healthy. So judging by the 240 and a half total, there should be a lot of points scored. Uh, but the way Chicago's been playing, they've been playing really well. And um, with DeMar DeRozan playing fantastic, Levine is back. That definitely helps. I would assume he's been playing really well. Uh, I, think, I think they will continue that. And when they get Lonzo, if they get Lonzo back, hopefully this season, and then Crusoe, I think, will be back, uh, they should be looking to make some noise in the playoffs. But at laying three points, uh, I'm happy uh, to take the home Bulls laying the three the next game which i'm considering is memphis at minnesota memphis is one and a half point favorite total 239 and uh, a half i like the grizz um, they were a little inconsistent heading into the all-star break which kind of scares me and um, if you would asked me three weeks ago i'd have been on this line for sure but laying one and a half on the road at minnesota probably the right line uh, i may be on that closer to game time but i would if i had to take a side i'd definitely take memphis Next game is Phoenix traveling to Oklahoma City. Phoenix comes in at 10.5 point favorite. 219 is the total. Uh, Obviously terrible news for Phoenix with Chris Paul being out for the season. Um, But I don't... This obviously affected this line, but at 10.5, I think this is an easy win for the Suns. I just have a tough time laying 10.5 on the road. Um, Even for Phoenix. Uh, They're they're down, Paul, but... um, That's just a lot of points for me to lay. If this were more about a seven or eight point spread, I'd be all over it. But if I had to take anything, I'd probably take Phoenix, even laying that points, but I'm going to stay away from it. Uh, Another huge spread. We have Golden State traveling to Portland. Golden State is a 10 point favorite, total 226 and a half. For the Warriors, Draymond remains out and Ugadala. Other than that, fairly healthy. Uh, Portland's traded everybody, lost Damian Lillard, I think for the season. I don't think he's coming back. And then all of a sudden, Uh, Nurkic has plantar fasciitis not all of a sudden I mean that's a terrible injury to have but I just find it odd that the day before they get back after a week long all-star break uh, his injury gets reported that he's out and I can't see any reason why they would bring him back so uh, this could be a long run 10 points is probably about the right line my model has Golden State favored by about 4 or 5 but that is with everybody still at Portland it's hard to factor in with all those guys removed so I think Golden State wins this easy uh, I could see them covering this 10, but laying 10 on the road is a lot. Um, the question with uh, uh, Portland, though, is who's going to even play. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, I think they're going to have to go small ball. Their lineup right now, I'm just trying to pull it up here. They've got <laughs> Trenton Watford as their center. And if a f- memory serves, I think he stands 6'8". That's a pretty small center to be going against uh, Kevin Looney on the other side. Uh, I think he's listed as the starter, or Juan Toscano-Anderson. Um, you're not going to get by this uh, six-foot-eight center for very long, uh, even if you want to play small ball. They did sign; they have Drew Eubanks on a 10-day contract. I think they've signed him through the rest of the year, but I'm not really sure that that guy can give you more than 20 minutes a game. So uh, at this base, he's been playing 10, 12 minutes a game. I think in a few games that he uh, has played earlier this year. Um, I don't see this being much of a game and I think Portland is in a world of hurt. They're going to start Anthony Simons who if you're in DFS or if you are um, a fantasy basketball player, I think he's going to have a great rest of the year just because there's nobody else there to score. I mean, he's a good player. Um, I don't think uh, anybody's coming back for it to help them. So I think Simons is going to score a lot. You have CJ Ellaby, Justice Winslow, Josh Hart and as I said, Trendon Watford um, lined up as their starting five tonight. So... I don't, And I think that could be the starting five or, the, or close to that for the rest of the year. So Portland's going to be in some games with huge spreads like this. I just think Golden State on the road uh, could cover, but I don't like laying that many points. The last game of the night sees Denver travel to Sacramento. Nuggets three and a half point favorites, total 234. Um, I'd like Denver to cover here. Sacramento uh, has been wildly inconsistent and obviously playing for next year. Uh, but Denver on the road is a different team. Very good at home. Good on the road, but not, not uh, elite on the road. So if I had to take a side, I would definitely take the Nuggets laying the three and a half. So I'm on Chicago. But one game on Chicago for sure. And I'm looking to uh, potentially take Memphis. Chicago at home laying the three. And Memphis on the road laying one and a half. Looking there. Uh, next up, we travel to the... Travel to? We move to the NCAA where there is a... 65 games on the slate, a number that caught my eye. Uh, not necessarily all the big name games, but a number of interesting games that I saw out there. Uh, first is Car- College of Charleston. They travel to Delaware, uh, where Delaware is a four point favorite. Delaware has been playing well. I- I'm actually on Delaware at minus four. Uh, I just think they uh, have been playing better lately. College of Charleston is struggling on offense, and Delaware gets a n- slight nod on defense. Uh, I think these teams yeah these teams met on December 31st with Delaware winning winning 67 uh, per me 67 66 uh, on the road so now they're back home they've been playing fairly well since then um, laying the four points I'm happy to take them there uh, as we move down we see Florida Atlantic at Old Dominion I don't think I've been on either of these teams but I looked into them a little more and I like FAU uh, laying the point or catching the point one point on the road Um they met on February 8th, so a couple of weeks ago, with FAU winning uh, 81-62. So they met, Florida Atlantic won at home, 81-62, a blowout. I don't see that happening again. Uh, I just think that um, FAU's offense is a little bit better, um, a little better free-throw shooting team. And the interesting thing is ODU relies heavily on the two-point field goal. Uh, I think they are top 40, top 50 in the country and uh, relying on that point, on that on that shot. But FAU actually defends it very well. So you've got a team in Old Dominion that's going to be shooting a lot of twos or a lot from inside the arc, but that is one of the strengths in FAU is their, their defense of that shot. So I'm actually on Florida Atlantic on the road in this very small spread. Um, you, know, you, you can't really judge by the previous game where FAU won easily at home. Um, but I think when you win by what they win by 19, uh, to, to now be catching a point on the road definitely uh, happy to take FAU in that spot uh, traveling down the board we have Marshall at Middle Tennessee Mar- Marshall is plus six and a half at Middle Tennessee Marshall has not been playing well Middle Tennessee has been a pretty good cover team if I had to take a side here I'd lean to Middle Tennessee um, although laying that much in a conference game for two kind of average middling teams is a bit much but I'd probably lean towards Middle Tennessee. In the Big Ten, we have Maryland traveling to Indiana. Indiana, six and a half point favorite, total 135 and a half. I'm not on this game. And if I had to take a side, I'd probably take Indiana at home, but they've been struggling lately and been very inconsistent, kind of, I think, almost playing their way out of the tournament, frankly. Uh, but I would take the Hoosiers laying the six and a half at home if I had to. Um, scrolling down, Temple is at Memphis. I've been on Memphis recently, but they're laying 12 points at home. Total 137, so to Memphis is minus 12 Total 137. I'd actually take Temple here. Temple's been a decent team. Uh, the thing is with Memphis, if you'd asked me two or three weeks ago, uh, I would not have been on Memphis, but they've been playing great. They're healthy. They've got their guys back. They struggle to uh, keep holding the holding onto the ball. They're terrible in turnovers. But other than that, they've been playing really well. And I think they're playing their way well into the tournament. Or they're playing themselves into the tournament, and I think they're going to be a team to watch because they probably won't get a great seed. But all their athletes are finally coming together together. That huge huge recruiting class Penny Hardaway uh, has is finally seeming to put it together. So I like them. I just don't like them laying 12 uh, in this conference game. Um, Next game I'm on is Youngstown State at Wright State. And here I'm on the total. Um, Youngstown State comes in plus seven, total 145 and a half. And I actually like both these offenses and I don't like both these defenses. So I think you put that together. And uh, you can see a fair bit of points. These guys met January 15th, so about six weeks ago, at Youngstown State. And total was, sorry. Yeah, at Youngstown State, uh total was 177. So this total 145 and a half. I'm not really sure why it's so low. When I looked all the, the three sources I used Ken Palm, Bart Torvik, and Jeff Sagren, they're all well into uh well not well into, I think they're all about 149 to 152, 153. So they're kind of on my side as far as the points. Um these two teams met, as I said before, 177 total. I don't know that it gets that high again. Um, but I, but I think they should be able to get into the one hundred and fifty. So definitely on the over there. Uh, as we travel down, Buffalo travels to Northern Illinois. The Buffalo minus eleven and a half total one hundred and fifty and a half. Buffalo's been playing a lot better. I think it, they had a lot of big expectations coming in the season. They've struggled through most of the year, but in the last few weeks they put it together. Uh, I don't know that they're going to make the tournament. They might have to have a bit of run in the MAC uh, in the MAC tournament. Uh, but laying eleven and a half is a few too many here for me. I like Buffalo to win. I like them to win by. Eight, nine, maybe. Uh, so if I had to take a side, I'd be on Northern Illinois. Uh, Denver travels to St. Thomas. Denver's two and a half, plus two and a half, um, total 145. This is an interesting game because St. Thomas, I think, and if you listen to my show before, you've heard me talk about them. This team does not. Um, give up the ball very much they play well and they just shoot three points that's all they do they basically hold on to the ball and shoot three points so the totals have always been high but they've been coming in in a lot of unders lately and if i had to look at anything in this game i would actually look at the under 145 um, they seem to reel in i think everybody the book is out of them trying to defend the three-point shot so if denver can try to defend that and limit them a little to keep the game close um, and i think i think st thomas totals have been coming under because people have been realizing that's just the way you have to play them So, And they're trying to improve their defense, but they're not really doing much there. I would look the under 145. The next game in the Big East at 8 p.m. in the East is DePaul traveling to Georgetown. DePaul is a two and a half point favorite. The total is 145. I'm on DePaul here uh, at minus two. DePaul comes in three and 13 uh, in the Big East, 12 and 14 overall. Georgetown is 0 and 15 in the Big East and six and 20 overall. These guys met February 9th. Uh, at DePaul, DePaul winning by six, 82-74. This isn't so much a bet on DePaul as it's a bet against Georgetown. They've just really, really struggled. They're number 308 in effective field goal. So 358 teams in the country, they're number 308 in effective field goal percentage on offense and number 315 in effective field goal def- um, on percentage on defense. So they're not scoring and they're not defending. Now, DePaul doesn't have a great offense either. They're... Um, 257 in effective field goal percentage. However, in defense, they're pretty good. Uh, They're number 97 in effective field goal uh, percentage against on defense or holding teams to on defense. So doing it well, doing well. Um, And what's interesting with Georgetown, the numbers just get worse. They're the eighth worst team in the country in three point field goal percentage. While DePaul is the 54th best team defending the three ball. So Georgetown struggling to score, struggling to defend. They really can't shoot the three ball. They're not relying on it a lot, but they are trying to uh, shoot it a fair bit. And DePaul defends against that. So I just see DePaul winning this. Uh, I think DePaul's a better team. And Georgetown's struggling, you know, looking towards next year already. So uh, I'm on DePaul laying the two points on the road at Georgetown. Uh, As we scroll down, I get to the next game that I'm on is uh, South Dakota State. Minus three and a half at Oral Roberts. Um, I'm on South Dakota State minus three and a half these teams met on December 22nd uh, at South Dakota State South Dakota State won 82-76 so uh, six by, they won by six the Jackrabbits uh, I think have been playing really well lately and here's some interesting stats they are number one in the country in effective field goal percentage number one in three point field goal percentage number 11 in two point field goal percentage and number 36 in free throws this team just Is incredibly efficient on offense. Now, the flip side, though, uh, Oral Roberts isn't exactly a slouch either. They're number 29 in effective field goal percentage in offense, number 23 in three-point field goal, number 81 in two-point field goal, and number 125 in free throw percentage. So all well above average uh, in those offensive categories. San Diego, San Diego, sorry. South Dakota State, though, uh, does struggle to defend a three ball. Where they're ranked number 249 and ORU is number 23 in three-point field goal percentage. So that could be a bit of an Achilles heel. But I just think this is going to be a run-and-gun game. I was looking at the over. It's, uh, what is it, 166.5, I think. I mean, everything has to hit for both those teams to get to that. Uh, South Dakota State has played the last four games to the under. So if anything, I would actually look the under 166.5, but I'm not on that. I'm on South Dakota State to go on the road and cover this 3.5-point spread. Uh, I just like the way they're playing, and I think they're just running and gunning, and it's going to be hard for Or a Roberts to keep up. Should be a good game, though. Should be a very interesting game. Uh, as I scroll down, I get uh, a few other games. Arizona State travels to Colorado. Colorado's a 6-point favorite, 1345 I'd actually be on the buffs here. This is a tough game to call. Arizona State's been fairly hot and cold. Uh, I like Colorado more at home and playing at home. I think they, they should be able to cover this six-point spread. Next game at 9 p.m. in the East is Belmont travels to Murray State. The racers of Murray State are three-point favorites. Total 145. I'm actually on Murray State here at minus three. Um, these Ohio Valley Conference teams, they met January 15th at Belmont. Murray State won 82 to 60 so one by 22 points on the road uh, I don't see that happening again there's some interesting stat lines from that game Belmont shot just 21.7 um, from three there are five of 23 and Murray State shot 56 percent from 3 14 of 25 so I think those numbers average out Murray State comes down Belmont goes up so the score could be a fair bit tighter but I think Murray State's a better team they've been playing really well they're at home uh, and laying this small number I'm on the racers. Um, to win. If they win, they clinch. They may have already clinched um, because I'm not sure. I don't think Belmont has enough games left to catch them. Um, but if Murray State wins, they definitely clinch uh, the Ohio Valley and Belmont will be will be in second place. Um, scrolling down, we get the big boys from Gonzaga. Number one rated Zags travel to San Francisco. They're, Gonzaga's minus 10. Point favorite, 158 is the total. These two teams met In January, or maybe it was early February, I remember watching the game. San Francisco covered, I think they were plus 16, and they lost by 15. And everybody's saying this is the one team that could potentially give Gonzaga a run. I don't think so. Uh, I'm not on this game, Um, but I think the Zags laying 10... they've just been rolling they've been beating everybody home away it doesn't really matter i see them covering this this uh large spread but i see them covering a total 158 i'm not on that on the road it's a little tough to catch that number but uh, if i had to take a side i would definitely take the zags minus minus 10 here um we get to a big 10 battle at 9 p.m in the east ohio state travels to illinois the buckeyes come in plus seven and a half total 140 and a half and I'm not really sure why this total is so high. Um, I think Illinois is the better team. But if you look at this, if you look, if you break down all the stats, Ohio State gets actually gets the nod offensively. Illinois gets the nod defensively. Um, Illinois is a better rebounding team with Kofi, Kofor, Kofi Coburn. Pardon me. Um, but one advantage to Ohio State gets to offset that is in free throw shooting, where they are... They hit 74.7% of their shots from Charity Stripe, which is 77th best in the country. The Illini hit 70.9, which is 199th. So uh, Ohio State is above average. Illinois is below average in that category. So I think Coburn uh, is a difference maker for sure. Um, But a slightly better offensive team in Ohio State, better free throw shooting team. Yeah, they're on the road, so they've got to give up a few points to Illinois. I think this is more of a one, maybe two possession game. And catching seven and a half points, I am happy to take the Buckeyes in this game. The couple other late games, which I which I not on, but I certainly like UCLA travels to Oregon. UCLA is minus three total one thirty seven. Uh, at first, I was thinking this is a slam dunk all over UCLA, but Oregon with Dane Altman as their coach is a tough place to go. Um, you know the the the, 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 the California the. California schools, when they travel to Oregon, Oregon and Oregon State, they usually do a Thursday and a Saturday. And never an easy place to go and win both games. If I had to take a side, I would take UCLA, laying three points. Um, but this is a stay away. This is just must see television for me tonight. I think this will be a great game. I could see Oregon winning. I mean, they're plus 35 in the money line if you have the guts to do that. I don't. Um, I'd have to, t- I, I, like I said, I would side with the Bruins, uh, laying three points. But this, this will definitely be a good game. Uh, Portland is the next game. The last game I'm on is Portland is at Pacific. Uh, Portland is favored by one and a half at Pacific. I'm actually on the uh, Portland money line at plus 105. I just think Portland's a better team. They've been playing well. Pacific has not been playing well. These guys come in Portland 16 and six overall, six and six uh, in the West Coast Conference. Pacific comes in at 18 and nine overall, three and nine. Uh, in conference they met january 27th with portland winning at home 64 56 so portland won by eight at home and i realize we're at pacific now so you got to give them the home court advantage but i don't think they have any great home court advantage and i just think portland's a better team and i'm actually surprised that they are um catching points in this game so i'm on the portland money line at plus 105 um the one late that couple more late games uh, that I do like. I'm not on, though. Arizona is traveling to Utah. Arizona is minus 10.5, total 150.5. I would actually be on Utah if I had to take a side here. Arizona's the better team. But Utah is decent, especially at home. It's a tough place to go to win. So I would be uh, on the Utes at plus 10.5. And the final game of the night sees the USC Trojans play the other Oregon school, um, Oregon State. USC is minus 10.5 at Oregon State, total 139.5. Uh, this is a complete stay away. Oregon State has been a mess this year. Just when they looked like they, tur- they were turning it around three or four weeks ago, they seem to fall off a cliff again. Sure, they're at home. Uh, sure, they're laying 10.5 points, but I can't touch this game. I think USC wins this, wins this easy. But that's a lot of points to lay um, uh, to me in the Pac-12, so I'm not going to be on that one. So that wraps up the uh, NCAA board. Just trying to pull up uh, the games on the ice tonight in the NHL. I think we've got seven games in the NHL tonight. Yeah, seven games. We have uh, Columbus traveling to Florida to play the Panthers. Columbus, you can catch in the money line at plus 375. Florida, minus 500. I obviously believe Florida will win. Much better team. They're at home, but I can't lay uh, minus 500. The Wild travel to Toronto. The Leafs have been struggling lately. The Wild are plus 125. The Leafs are minus 145. Might be some value in taking the Wild here at plus 125. Um, They're a decent team, much better at home, but decent on the road. And the Leafs have been struggling, especially with their goaltending. Not sure what's going to happen there, but uh, might be some value in the wild. The Devils travel to Pittsburgh. Pitt is minus 280 in the money line. You can get the Devils a plus 230. I'd have to lean hard on the Penguins. Um, But minus 280 is a tough number to take, I find. Washington travels to New York to play the Rangers. Washington's plus 100. The Rangers are favored minus, t- minus 120. I would be on the Rangers, especially if Shirkskins Shur- in net. Uh, I think this is a pretty decent price, so I would definitely be in the Rangers in that game. Dallas travels to Nashville. Uh, the Preds are favored in the money line, minus 155. You can catch the Stars at plus 135. Uh, I'm not touching this game. I like Nashville, like them to win, but there might be some value taking Dallas at plus 135. The Bruins travel to Seattle to play the expansion Kraken. The Bruins on the road are minus 230. The Kraken at home are plus 190. There's definitely value in that plus 190 line. Um, Seattle's had a few interesting wins in the last month. They're at home. Boston has been good, but not great. They've uh, struggled a little in the last few weeks, I think. So it's probably uh, some decent money if you want to take the Kraken at plus 190. Calgary Flames travel to Vancouver for a Western Canada rivalry. Uh, The Flames are favored on the road at minus 160. The Canucks at plus 140. I actually like the Canucks here at plus 140. Calgary's been playing well. They're they're clearly the better team. Um, But the Canucks seem to have woken up a little bit lately. And catching plus 140 at home is a pretty decent number. And the final game um, in San Jose, the Sharks host the Islanders. The Islanders on the road are minus 135. You can catch the home Sharks at plus 115. I'd be on the Sharks here. The Islanders have had a tough year with a lot of COVID breaks. Now they got a lot of games to make up. They're on the road as the favorites. Uh, the Sharks have not been playing great lately, but uh, I definitely like the Sharks at home and catching a plus number. I would be on the Sharks in this game. So, a quick one run through back to the nba a lot of ncaa action some interesting games uh in the nhl especially those late ones with vancouver catching plus 140 and the sharks catching plus 115 in the nhl so hopefully you hopefully you enjoyed the review of the boards and uh, have some interesting plays out there tonight hope everyone has a great night and we will catch you soon